Hello, and welcome to The Leap. We are really glad you are here and want to thank you for joining us today. This is your podcast to guide you on how you too can make the leap from working for someone else to being in business for yourself full time. Before we dive in, remember you can find the entertaining video version of this episode and others on YouTube. Now let's begin. Here's your host and fellow leaper, Tim May. Hello, this is Tim May and welcome to The Leap. So excited about my guest today. Oh my goodness, y'all are in for a treat today. Kendall Rayfield. <laughs> Kendall, let's just jump right on into this. Okay. Because this is going to be power packed. Tell them, what do you do? I am an owner and operator of a pet resort, a luxury pet resort. And I've been there. And it's definitely more luxurious than the first four apartments I ever lived in. Oh, my goodness. It's, 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 prist- it's pristine. I mean, it's amazing. Do you, how many, is it breeds of, is that the term breeds of types of dogs? Or how many types of dogs do you come in on a, on a monthly basis? We see all different breeds from long hair Weimaraners to Dobermans to Shizus to do anything, you name it, we see it. And we tend to see some of the more um, designer breeds, yep. but we see your share of rescues as well, and we love all of them. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. Do you have any Pomeranians that We do, come? Mm-hmm. we do. Oh, my gosh. You know my wife. When we had our Pomeranian yeah. who passed away about a year and a half ago. It was oh. just amazing, you know, just the cutest thing on earth. And um, his name Nori, and he was kind of chill for a Pomeranian. I heard Pomeranians can have a little sass attitude mm-hmm. to them. Typically, they do. They do have a little bit of sass, but um, they're all great. I remember your wife sharing yeah. her dog and um, my former dog shared some of the same health challenges. Okay, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. okay. We're gonna get into the story of how you got there, but let's let them. Uh, let's let the listeners learn a little bit more about you. Okay, um, where are you from? I am from Lynchburg, Virginia. Okay. I came to Richmond in 1996. Okay. So for, do your family move? Do you came for school or what was I came for college. So I came in 96 and went to Virginia Commonwealth University. And I was there for about six years because I changed my major. Okay. All right. I majored in clinical lab sciences. So I got a bachelor's in clinical lab sciences. And then I went on to get a master's from MCV. Back then it was MCV um, in health administration. And so I worked in that area for clinical laboratory for about 12 and a half years. Wow. And became director of three clinical laboratories for a local Hospital Corporation in Richmond. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that has nothing to do Absolutely with a not. pet resort. No. So, okay. So you, you, you're you working full time. Like, take me back though. Was mm-hmm. there any part in your childhood that entrepreneurship, like the birth of entrepreneurship came or, you know, was there anything that came up? So always just had a crazy passion for pets, a crazy connection to dogs or cats, or I even used to call, I won't go there, training certain bugs. It was crazy. I was kind of tomboyish as a little girl, but um, just always had a crazy connection. I can't say when I really noticed um, the entrepreneurship bug biting me, but I do know that 
um, growing up in groups of friends, I was always the leader. You know, I kind of, mm. it could be as simple as, okay, we all go to the mall. Who takes the lead and tells us where to yep. go? Yep. And I just naturally gravitated, yep. even in my career, towards leadership roles. So I guess in some sense that was that trait coming up. Um, yeah. So you were a director level. Yes, I. Uh, where you were working full time. Um, I talked to you before we uh, went on the air. I mean, I never made more than $55,000 in a year. Directors make more than that. And, you know, let's just talk through. I mean, you have a real job. Like, it's a, like it's the job where when you say I'm a director of XYZ, people are like patting you on your back and looking up to you and what was it at what point in your career were you like, I want to do something different? Mm -hmm. So um, I was making a little over a hundred thousand a year. Yeah. I had amazing sure. benefits yeah. and um, just a great reputation. You know, in any corporation, you want to have a good reputation and all of your superiors know they can go to you and get it done. However, um, I eventually began going to a church, and by going to to that church, uh, my relationship with God just went to another level. And so I began developing, I guess, real relationship and allowing my faith and who I believe in to direct me. And so I literally was sitting at my desk one day and still preparing to go into administration. My goal was to be chief operating officer okay. of the hospital. Okay. I wanted to be in that role. And so the, hence getting the master's yep. and all of that to yep. position me for that. However, I was sitting at my desk one day and I heard God say to me, you go no further. And so I didn't quite know that that meant pet resort, but I knew in my spirit that that meant that I was no longer to pursue um, administration or the projects, I was kind of to back off, the projects that you do to kind of get you yep. the exposure, yep. back off now. Yep. This is not the path that I have for you, back off. And so, you know, shortly after that, I ended up, you know, meeting my husband, or it may have been after I met my husband that those directions came. And so, you know, time went on, and later I found out what it was I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And again, that was another directive in my spirit from God that said, do your own pet resort. And so that would mean, and of course, you know, I have, I respect my pastor. I check with him about every major decisions in my life. And, you know, I asked for permission to step down from my job and things laid out in place. And I took that leap and I put in my resignation from that job and left, had to leave everything behind, you know, security, I guess, worldly security. Sure. You know, and you literally, I tell people I went to the edge of a cliff and I jumped hmm. and I said, I'm going to put you to the test. And sure enough, it's been great. Now, you know, to encourage others to kind of do the same thing. Um, I don't believe that you will make a step like that that you feel like you're being led to do um, and fail. And I don't believe that that direction is going to come to you to have you in a lower position that you, than you were in the world. So now I'm proud to say that I can 
match all that they gave me and exceed it. And exceed it. So. So true. So true. But there's still someone listening that's like, but I had this paycheck, this security, these amazing, these amazing benefits. And so just walk me through the day you decide. So you hear from God, Mm -hmm. walk me through the day you decide, I'm going to make this move. Mm -hmm. Walk me through kind of what's going through your mind. Yep. So my husband is an artist and we were doing an event together um, at another pet resort uh, in Northern Virginia and um, had never still hadn't thought about owning a pet resort at all. So we're coming from this event and we had actually done an event with this resort. He he was drawing um, animals at that point. And we had done maybe about four events with this pet resort. And the last one we did, we actually met the owner and it was actually a terrible experience. Um, the way, you know, she interacted with us and clients. And so on the drive back, I was literally emotional about mm. it because of the way we viewed that resort and just the dealings with the owner. For some reason, I was like deeply saddened by that. And so I was crying. Like I could not believe it. And so I'm looking out the window and I hear in my spirit, do your own pet resort. And so that night, so I talked to my, I say something to him immediately. He grabs my hand. We get in prayer. He's like, we're going to pray right now and be in agreement. And so that night I started the business plan <laughs> that very night. And so with, and so then I just started, I'm still at the other place. Yep. And then I just started, it's so much I didn't know. I honestly didn't know about commercial brokers, a real estate agent. I knew about residential. Yep but I didn't know about commercial. So I had to learn how to come because I knew we needed a brick and mortar. Well, how do I find that? So there was so much that I didn't know, but I had the word and no, I had the passion for the animals Mm -hmm. too. I mean, I was like, this is brilliant. So start the business plan. And within 10 months, we were open. And I guess when I got that word, I had made up in my mind, I'm going for this. And he was in agreement with it. So Give me some, like, because people want to know, you know, Kendall must have had a million dollars in the bank. She must have had a ton of money in the bank. So how much money did you have in the bank at the time? If you can even think back. I don't even know the dollar amount, but I know the wisdom we received before we left was to have two months worth of living expenses saved up. Yep. And so we did that. We had two months of living expenses saved up, maybe a little more. Mm -hmm. So we literally, once I left the job, I had put in my resignation, gave them a month's notice. We didn't have a building for the building yet, for the business yet. Wow. So we were on one income, my husband's yep, income, because yep. we didn't have it yet. Yep. And so, you know, finally, maybe about two months later, we had the building, but the we still didn't, I still didn't really pay myself that whole year. We didn't open until that following October. I left in April. Um, but we still weren't getting the income sure. for me to pay myself. Sure. So we were just kind of making it off of my husband's income. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But we and we but we managed. We never had to go without. We never didn't have food. We never. I mean, yeah, we had to be smart about it. But everything fell into place. You know, Kendall, I say 
to people all the time when they want to start their own business is that they need to do the prep work to make sure that their lifestyle forms around the business, Mm -hmm. not to make a business to form around their lifestyle. Meaning when they want to start a business, it's wise to make personal financial, good financial decisions, living below your means. Mm -hmm. Because there will be opportunities in your business where you may need to take an extra $500 or $1,000 or whatever to buy this, whatever it is. And if you got to make a decision between whatever that is and that car payment as an electric vehicle, it can stifle the growth of your business. I love that you said it took me six months to a year to consistently start paying myself. Mm -hmm. Because in my industry, when I got my travel agency started, I mean, I pay myself sparingly, maybe month eight, nine. I didn't put myself on a consistent salary until month 16, 17, 18. And I was paying other employees. Mm -hmm. So it was not like there wasn't any money coming in. There was money coming in. I was just paying employees. And so the good financial wisdom that you just gave, you know, two to three to so months, you know, of expense, a monthly expenses so that you have cushion. <laughs> good proper planning. It just, it, it's huge. But I don't want to miss, I don't want our, our, our listeners to miss something. You said you moved on it even when you didn't have a building. Absolutely. I did not have the building yet. Um, but I knew we were going to get yeah. it. I just knew it had to happen. And so even, I mean, that story is just, so we didn't have the building. And then um, we had an agent who was taking us around and he had shown us this building. And he said, the owner is difficult to work with. I've I've dealt with this gentleman before. He's been difficult to work with, but, you know, we'll see. So get in contact with this owner of this building. Um, we get in contact with his brokers. We're able to walk through, um, see the building. I saw arches and I kind of knew like, yeah, this is kingdom right here. Fur kingdom is the name. Yeah. And the arches just uh, made sense. So, um, but I didn't want to get too excited about it because I didn't know. Um, but anyway, long story short. So we are um, having a hard time coming to an agreement with this gentleman. First, he says, you know, he agree he'll work with us. And then he says he's not going to negotiate. Um, but anyway, he eventually negotiates after. So we had talked with our pastor and asked him to come out and see the building and all of that. And he was going to get with us when he had an open schedule, an open time. So the day he calls my husband, um, we had said, you know, we can't come to an agreement. We don't want to waste your time. We literally was having a community meeting because you have to go through like five different processes <laughs> yeah. with the county. Yeah. So we were holding our community meeting that day and couldn't get in the building because we couldn't mm. come to an agreement. The owner wouldn't give us the key to get in. So our pastor called, you know, his, it's time for him that he was going to come look at it. Um, we didn't want to waste his time. He said, I'll be there in an hour. So he comes and he's standing outside with us, taking time. Literally the next week, maybe, um, the owner of the building calls us. We had been dealing with brokers prior to that, never talked to him personally. The owner of the building calls my husband out of the blue and says, I understand you're looking at my building. Can we meet this afternoon at three? So we end up meeting that afternoon at three. I had time. And um, that evening, long story short, we come to a deal. 
exactly what negotiated what we wanted on a handshake. Mm. But um, what he says, you know, this gets really spiritual, but what he says to us and totally, uh, totally of a different persuasion, um, you know, he says, you know, I knew I had to meet with you guys because something came in my room and woke me up. He said, I was in the bed with my wife. Something came in my room and told me I had to meet with you guys. We knew it was Holy Spirit. Oh, we knew who wow. it was. And um, from he, he did the deal on a handshake. So then from there, so we got the building. Now we have to finish going through the processes with the county for a pet resort. You have to get a conditional use permit. Um, according to the ordinances in the county, it has to be on a minimum of five acres. And um, more than five animals is considered a kennel, uh -huh. um, but it needs to be on a minimum of five acres. And it has to be so many distances from a house where our property sits on 1.32 acres, okay. I believe it is. Okay. So we're well under that. So we meet with the county um, planning commission and they're like, yeah, this is not going to be, you know, the build that you can't do it right here. You can do it if you say you'll do daycare and grooming. However, not for boarding. Not for boarding, okay. Because that's overnight and that's pets and that's a kennel. And, and we're like, okay, but the administrator's like, but go ahead and just keep going with the process anyway and we'll see. So long story short, we have to go back in with a, to another meeting with more county administrators. And it was as if the ordinance disappeared. <laughs> Tot nobody mentioned it. Nobody talked about it. I mean, we didn't change our application. Yep. We put boarding on our application because that was the vision. That's the main portion of our business. And so we go back in and we're ready and we're just like, this is it. We can't change it. And it's, everybody's like, yeah, this is great. Go for it. It's like the ordinance disappeared. Yep. And so every door literally opens when you are doing what you're supposed to do. Um, so we got through all of that. We had to go through board of supervisors, make presentations. And um, we were in by October. but. Wow. We actually have been given the luxury to go in the building and do what we needed to do by the owner before we even had everything with the county. But And this was the difficult This was the owner. difficult owner. Absolutely. But not for us. That's so right. we had um that was a great experience for us. But yeah, so just once once you know what it is that um you're supposed to do, obstacles will likely appear but you just stick to it and you keep going and it'll come to fruition. It's a beautiful thing. Walk me through the night before you open up the doors for the first time. I can't even remember it. It was, um, but I'm sure we were very excited and very, you know, nervous. And we had one dog come through the door with my dog so those two dogs and that customer still comes to us today. They wow. are one of our best customers. Wow. And I mean, we have a personal relationship with them. Um, but that first little dog, his name was Brody. And he was the first dog through the door. And I think the only dog that day, the first day, we got one dog. And then so we had him and my dog running around in daycare, taking pictures <laughs> and putting it on Facebook. Yep, yep. <laughs> and so then the next day we got maybe two more dogs and then... I mean, it just took off. Um, word of mouth is our biggest promotion. Mm -hmm. And um, 
We've had thousands of dogs wow. now. Thousands of dogs. We are half a million dollar business wow. in three years. Wow. That's, you know, I, I just want to, I, I really encourage people like, Definitely go after your own business, but just make sure it's something that you're passionate about. Yeah. Because I knew nothing about running a pet resort, but my experience in healthcare prepared me for this experience. So just rely on, I guess, kind of what you've done to guide you and you'll have like a foundation for what you need to do. You may have never been in this field before, but if you have the passion, it's going to drive the knowledge you're going to need right. to acquire, it's going gonna, it's gonna to drive everything. And so you'll make it just have a passion for yeah. it. Not just like, I want to be in real estate at some point, get into real estate. I love real estate, but my deep passion has to do with pets. <laughs> so that's the driving, you know, that drives everything. So. Oh my God. So with, with pets, like, they are attracted to you. They love your spirit, right? And there's some people that walk around and then they're like, eh, I don't want to be around that human being. That's yeah, kind of how I it just, works. Yeah, and I just get them. You know, people yeah. will be like, oh, they're mean, they're aggressive, but I can see exactly what they need or what they're, what they're not sure about. That's a gift from God. You know, not everyone has that. And our listeners... There's something, there's something that God has gifted Absolutely. you that, you know, you can do. And um, man, this is so good. So, all right. So that's the first day. And I love you said, first day, one person walked in. And one There's one. Yeah. And it starts with one. It starts with one. And so you're three years in now mm -hmm. of taking a leap of being in business. Okay. Okay. What's something that you're able to do? as an owner of a business that you were not able to do, you know, work for somebody else? What I really love about being um, a business owner is you really get to direct your, I guess, kind of your values. You get to direct that. Whereas when you're working for someone else, you got to kind of cap it. Yeah. Um, but you get to decide what you're going to be about and what you're going to stand for. And you don't have to water it down for anyone. Um, you can be what you need to be for your employees. Um, there are some that you're going to want to or need to invest in, and you can do that on a personal level. Um, if you need to get rid of somebody yeah. because they're toxic, you yeah. don't have to go through the maybe, bureaucracy. The, exactly. Of it all. Yep. Yeah. So you, you just kind of, you set the tone and you get to be about what you're about. Yeah. Yeah. What's um what excites you? What do you um what do you like to do outside of your business? I love to travel. Um when we get the chance, we are very productive people. So we um You heard I've, that right. She used the word busy. <laughs> You're supposed to say productive. Yeah. Um we are we're um so I like to travel. Um I love just I love to be with family. I love being with my sisters, my nieces and nephews. But I really have come to appreciate just downtime. Yeah. You know, it's just, it may sound boring, but just reading and growing my spirit. And that's what I do. And I'm very comfortable now doing that. you're comfortable that. with it. <laughs> yeah. 
You know, really, you never mention, I do this for the money, although it brings an income. It's, you know, maybe speak to our audience about um, those early times where income wasn't coming in. Did you second guess yourself? Were there any doubts? Walk them through that. So the only time I really doubted myself, well, I won't even say doubted myself, but I doubted the decision to be in business for myself is when I was in a moment of not managing myself very well. So even as a business owner, it takes work. That's for sure. I mean, and it takes discipline. And, you know, you can go, 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 go. But you have to know when to when to manage yourself and discipline to take care of you or you're going to be wiped out, yeah. burned out. But yeah. as far as the money part, if that's why I, I encourage everyone be let it be something you're passionate about because the passion is going to drive you past the fact that you're not making. So I started begin, I started to pay myself, you know, a little bit, but even in year two, I still didn't pay myself yeah. anywhere near what yeah. I was making in corporate. That's right. And now, you know, I got to a place of where, you know, the business was made. I had employees. I do have employees. We've had up to 10 employees okay. right now. We have six. Okay. We usually beef back up in the summer. Um, they were always paid on time, and I'm happy to say that. Um, and we provide health benefits and all of that. But um, you do get to a point in business where you know, have to know when to make the shift, and I had to learn that. So we're the business is making money, but I'm still super conservative and not paying myself much, thinking, you know, I want to make sure we have this much, this amount here. Employees are still paid. We're saving up here. But I was also violating something okay. because now the blessing is kicking in and I'm not taking advantage mm. of it. And so it's like, now you got to trust me on a higher level because I need you to come up and, and pay yourself more and trust that more is going to continue to come in. Now you're violating the blessing that's okay. trying to get to you. Yep. So you have to make that. But that I had to learn that. Yep. And so... And then it's like knowing that you're going to want to be getting a house soon and you're going, your income matters. You have to show the so income. So if you're trying to be all conservative, <laughs> you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yep. You got to know when to make the shift. Yeah. So I've, I've learned to do that. Ooh, did y'all did hear that? That is some wisdom right there. I mean, yes, your business gets to a point where you're bringing in income and employees are getting paid. And then you're, you're so right because I remember... I was paying myself about $52,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And again, I'd never made more than 55 ever in a job. Yeah. And just one day God was like, literally, he was, he was like, are you going to trust me yeah. for another level? The, the, are you going to trust me? The money is there. Are you going to trust me? Because it's like, yeah, but what happens if the toilet goes or what happens if the water heater or what happens if I have to lay somebody off and I have to take time away from what I do in my mm -hmm. task to train somebody else? And what happens if I have to hire somebody else at a higher salary to replace that guy? I was like, trust me. And when you own your own business, the, the ability, I remember telling my wife, I said, baby, I gave myself a $20,000 a year raise. Now, I had never gotten a raise ever, yeah. <laughs> ever in my working career. Uh -huh. 
Um, you know, my pathway, well, what I did was just, I didn't have the success that you had. I never gotten a raise ever and never made more than $55,000 a year. And to a drop of a hat to believe and to say, you know what? I'm going to give myself a raise today. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the blessings of owning your own business. It is. You get to do that. Yeah. But some wisdom that I got too before doing that is even in your business, the same way before you take the leap, you want to have a certain amount saved up. Talk about that. Even in your business, you want to make sure you have at least two to three months worth of expenses and savings. Get You can get there. Yep. Put it away. Put it away. And then another a, a nugget I got from our pastor was do not, while you're doing that, Try to avoid purchases over maybe four hundred dollars or so, mm. three or four. Just if you can avoid those, even supplies at one time. Um, try to avoid the big purchases and then just continue to save, 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 save. Get this amount, or what? Yeah, it's about two to three months worth of expenses, yep. including your lease if yep. you're leasing. Um, and then you can start paying yourself, or you know. Um, enhancing the building, the business, mm-hmm. you know, projects like that. But in, and continue to save. Don't stop saving. And so that was some of the best wisdom I ever grasped, I guess, because we did that and had a nice cushion. So even when COVID hit, we were able to take care of our employees for um, at least two to three pay periods. Oh, there were people that shut down immediately. And so I'm grateful that we didn't have to do that. Yeah. Now, wisdom is to not wipe your savings sure, out. Sure, sure, sure. But we were able to get to a point that carried them at least three pay periods. And we never had to let them go. Yeah, so, yeah. And because yeah. when you're on a business, you're responsible for payroll. Mm-hmm. And these are people that are relying on us, right? And, and because you had enough foresight to be disciplined, to have money put away, you were able to have that cushion to help people out. And, you know, if you're listening to this, it's not about you, right? right. It's not about right. you. And the greatest leaders are the greatest servers. And there's a humility about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's no wonder people come to your pet resort because of your spirit. Like, I mean... You mentioned you you and your husband went to one, you know, at another part of town. You're just like, I can't believe like people like this is the this, you shouldn't have this feeling. Mm-hmm. And you took that and said, you know what? I can provide something mm-hmm. uh, for people. And your first client still comes back. That's you know, it's just comes. I love that. Where do you um, where do you see yourself in two years, personally or business wise or or whatever? Yeah, from a business perspective, I see the bi- I see multiple locations. I always remain open. I have a plan, but I'm open for something to um, shift or a different direction. Not from pet care though, but I see at least um, one more business getting started, and I would love to. Um, I would, I guess I'm tipping over into long-term goals now. I would love to get a group started where we go after um, apartment communities. And that's the real estate passion in me that, you know, but um, I would love to get a group together where we go after that communities or hotels or 
um, really apartment buildings and um, all of that. But we eventually, I see pet resorts across the country. I see franchising for Kingdom. We are the only one, you know, we started from scratch. So I do see franchising that out. Um, Yeah. The beauty is when you start right by doing things the right way, Mm -hmm. not skimping on things, but doing things the right way, you create a model that can be duplicated based on your actual example, not based on words. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who, you know, they they can't use their life as an example because they didn't do things the right way. Mm-hmm. And I totally see your brand. I totally see your company all over the country if that's what you see fit. Because you've lived the experience. Mm-hmm. And so therefore... You can share. It's you know, it's interesting. This podcast, yeah. uh, you know, I was sharing with you uh before. Um, I had never been on a podcast before. Before I did my own. This is my first. I had never I had never subscribed or really listened to a podcast. I may have seen one on YouTube, maybe, but like I wasn't an ongoing listener of one. And I had never used a travel agency before I opened up one. And you had never owned or worked for a pet resort. And it's just, it's just something about when you get a vision for something, that things open up. What's, what's one thing, and we're kind of coming to a close, what's one thing you want to leave for um, maybe a young lady that's listening to this. I want you to speak to the young lady. Not that gender a guy won't get anything from it, but you know, people are listening to this, but they're also watching this and they're seeing you, right? And they're seeing this glow that you have today. But speak to that young lady that's listening and watching this and um, speak to her spirit. Yeah, I would just encourage her to go for it. Believe in herself. Know that she has value. Know that she has something amazing that nobody else has. She has something that's very unique to her. And no one else can be as good as she will ever be in it. And no one else will be able to do it the way that she does it. Someone else may be at a different place in their journey doing something similar, but they'll never be able to do it like she does it. So if she doesn't do it, it doesn't get done. Wow. So I would just encourage her to go for it, believe in herself, find God. God is my foundation in everything. And all of your answers, all of your direction is wrapped up in Him. And if you go after that, you will find the path you should be on and you will be successful. You will prosper. You, you will win. And then you will be able to affect someone else. Your life now becomes an example. And that's the most important thing just for somebody like you mentioned to be able to look at you and know I can do this too because you are the living example of it. So So, Fur Kingdom Pet Resort and Daycare. Yeah. Where can they find me? Where can they where can they find you digitally? Digitably? Where can they find you social media, Lee? Where can they find you physically, your actual business? Yeah. So we you? are in Mannequin Sabbath, uh, Goochland, Virginia. Okay. And we our website is furkingdom.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, yeah. Like, like, f- go ahead. 
Go ahead and uh, pause this video. Go ahead and stop. If you're driving, go ahead and pull over and go ahead and like something. Yeah, right like now. something. S- subscribe, follow. Um, if you got a if you got a pet, I mean, did you hear a spirit? Did you hear Kindle Spirit? And if you live in Virginia, oh my gosh. It's and just, it's where it's you and your pet are royalty. So if you have a pet, bring them on over. Wow. Wow. Well, thank you for spending some time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Folks, you know, I don't know if you're driving to work. I don't know if you're driving home from work. I don't know if it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm just gracious thankful that you would spend time with us and listen here Kendall Rayfield oh my gosh this was amazing and uh, just thank you thank you thank you thank you and thank you for our followers and our listeners we want to bring value to you so that you yourself can make the leap this is Tim May with the Leap Podcast if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends who you know would also love to take the leap. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you are leaving with some great things that can help you on your pathway to full-time business ownership. Now go out there and put one foot in front of the other. Until next time.